Welcome to Blue Bloods College Game Time. A true blue pod production. Quarterback draw. He's got running room. And a first down. Watch out. He's got getaway speed. Touchdown. That game on last night had me sweating. I couldn't believe it. It was college game time. A couple of blue bloods out competing. College game day Saturdays. Big time players making plays. All I really need is another weekend full of back to back games. Just me and my friends, man. I love college. College football. I love March Madness. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Blue Bloods College Game Time Podcast. We've got another game time interview. Got my man Dwayne Autry. Yes, sir. How's it going? How's it going? Former defensive back for Bethany University. He's built a reputation for himself as one of the most feared players in the arena football leagues, the indoor football leagues. Yes, sir. He's been a professional player in those leagues for really the last decade nearly. He's 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 going to spend some time with us. We're going to get to hear his story. We're going to get to hear the depth behind him, not just the football player, but the man that he is. And so, Dwayne, bro, what's going on, man? How's it going? How's it going? Happy Good, holidays, man. everybody. First Dwayne, man, I think we need to call you Dwayne Hitstick Autry. I looked up your highlights, man. You be laying the yeah. boom, man. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Dwayne, let's just start here, man. Just just tell us your story. You know, we got a lot of listeners, um, especially a part of our fan base currently uh, is over in Nebraska where they have a huge indoor football league okay. following. Okay. And Definitely. so they may not know the story of how you got there. I mean, tell us about your high school days. Where are you from? Your recruiting process, how you basically you got from Bethany University to the indoor leagues and just just give us your story. Okay. Okay. Um, so back in, uh, I would say like 2004, getting to high school, uh, started out in South Houston high school. Out in okay. Pasadena, Texas. Okay. Uh, Texas. All right. Yeah. So basically I came into high school, um, as an athlete, um, as a quarterback, um, tailback receiver and things like that. And, um, basically like when I got my shot to be on varsity as a freshman, um, I was like, they brought me on to be a quarterback. And then, you know, basically that game was going, I didn't get in yet. And they threw me in at, at cornerback actually. And, um, the hit that my first hit that I made, um, I made uh, one of the top recruits in Texas, uh, basically fumble. And from then on, uh, it kind of like put a stamp on me as, as far as being like a tackler hitter, um, as far as like in uh, high school. And then I went off to uh, college basically, um, Got recruited, uh, but that didn't work out, and I ended up just going, uh, following my older brother to NAIA school, uh, Bethany College, out in Lindsburg, Kansas. Because you uh, initially had a, a offer, was it Angelo State? It was, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, ASU. Um, okay. So that didn't that didn't work out how I wanted it to. So it's like, I mean, you know, my mother's words were basically, you know, uh, once I leave, you know, it was just going to have my brothers uh, as my family, you know, in the house. So so I followed my older brother out there. Um, to Lindsburg and AIA school. Um, and they in basically, Kansas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And so basically going out there, uh, that was uh, a different atmosphere in general. Yeah. Uh, with sports and everything was different. <laughs> everything was different going out there. Um, but that, uh, that career, I mean, I didn't really get to play uh, my whole career in college. Um, I got my freshman and sophomore year. Um, 
on the field, um, basically went out there and they put me on as cornerback. Um, and then I would actually go to free safety or strong safety, just depending on the package or the tight end set or the receiver set. Gotcha. Um, and then also, I mean, we would get at times like, you know, uh, we weren't getting really good field position um, unless, uh, you know, there was an interception or uh, I was a kick returner and punt returner as well. And so okay. it's, uh, so basically, like, unless I gave us a good field possession. So the game coach <laughs> brought me in. I mean, it was, it was all on coach. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, there was something in them, like in the coaching staff, like they basically brought me, um, brought me in. It was like, hey, man, we're going to convert you over to offense, you know. Um, and make you wildcat quarterback, um, tailback. I had a few receiver packages, but basically, mainly I was uh, just wildcat quarterback and things like yeah. that. Um, and so, uh, got into a few uh, off the field issues uh, where I had to basically red shirt um, and my junior, going into my junior year. And then uh, my mom basically had got killed back home in Houston. Mm. And so, with that happening, uh, the Mother of my kids now, basically, like she was a friend back in uh, college and a woman that I was just seeing at the time. And basically at that time, you know, during that darkness, you know, like the light that was going on, you know, uh, she already uh, was with child, like my oldest son. Uh, mm. She was already uh, with him, um, mm. well, two months at the time. And uh, so I introduced her to my mom before she had got killed and everything like that. So my mom knew of her and everything mm. like that and knew of uh, our oldest uh, child, but she never got to, like, formally, like, get to meet him mm. and everything. But, um, like I said, during that darkness, uh, I just looked upon it, like, in my upbringing, you know, my father was never around, um, and I didn't really have that, you know, just upbringing with just the father in the house, and my mom always, like, really installed that in us. Like, mm. there was ever going to be a man around, you know, it was going to, you know, hold us down first and foremost and then be involved with my mom. So, yeah, I mean, it was just something like already installed. So it's like I just went ahead and took that opportunity just to face that. And little did I know, um, standing in the frat brother's house for like a month. Uh, and then literally uh, sorority sister told me to come work at finish line and working in there for like a month. Um, like she was a, she was a, a assistant manager there. And she told me she came and gave me the job. Um, working there for like a month. I put up for like maybe like 50,000 50, in sales. And like somebody was like, you know, like, wow. uh, they just came and made me, like, they, 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 you know, gave me the keys. And they was like, you're assistant manager as well now. And then didn't wow. even like recognize, you know, everything I was doing. Um, but it was just, you know, back home in me, um, being out there in Kansas and like putting things together. That's how it really worked in retail, like, you know, just dressing people. And so yeah. uh, being assistant manager literally put uh, me in a position to be in the store more. And then I didn't yeah. know, like, somebody, a random person just walked in there. It was like, hey, we're about to start this uh, professional team uh, here in Salina, Kansas. You should come to the uh, interview. Well, to the, wow. uh, basically, to, they were having, tryout. Uh, yeah, they were tryouts and things like that. And I didn't tell them about myself or anything like that. And so I basically yeah. went there um, to the tryout. It was like, first person they signed um, out of, I think it was like 200 people that showed up. Um, that wow. Day. And um, little did I know, um, you know, how my career was going to be going out. So got defense rookie of the year uh, that year. Uh, we went to the championship, um, lost in my first year ever playing professional arena football and as a professional. So um, I didn't recognize at that time, you know, what was really going on in my career. Um, mm -hmm. But little did I know it just started, just started paving the way for myself and um, for a lot of other people. Um, yeah. So. 
Hey, Dwayne, I'll tell you this. You you have to be a baller to make a team off those open tryouts because right. as someone who's been on the other side of it, a lot of times, you know just as well as I do, those are just money makers for the organization. So right. if you yes. actually get a contract off an open tryout, you know you can ball because yeah. I think I may have seen one person actually – and I was a part of a lot of those open tryouts. Yeah, the tryouts. And I think only one yeah. person actually saw the field. So that says a lot. But let me let me let me tell you, let me ask you this. I'm gonna go off script, Dwayne. Just just listen to you tell your story. One of my favorite quotes, okay, that I kind of have have used as one of the foundational pillars in my own personal life is adversity introduces a man to himself. And just kind of, I don't. You don't have to get into the nuts and bolts of of the things you've alluded to that you've walked through. But what did you learn about yourself as you walked through those times of adversity? Because obviously, you came out on the other side of a, a better man and in a better position. Like, what do you feel like you learned about who you are as a man having mm. to go through some of those circumstances? Uh, it was really perseverance, and then um, God uh, on my side honestly. And then mm. my whole upbringing, like I was, uh, so I would say like from sixth grade, um, that was, um, my last year playing little league football. Mm. Um, and I never lost a game and I never lost a game ever, um, up until that point, mm -hmm. um, ever in my life, uh, playing football. And my mom, you know, um, through our circumstances, like she got out of uh, prison, um, and she moved us, um, out to like Houston, like from, uh, Fort Bend area. So we were playing Little League for my grandmother. And uh, losing my grandmother, yeah, for being in Sugar Land area, Richmond okay. Rosenberg. Rosenberg, Terry. Yeah, and, and yeah. yeah, like so, like um, probably her, uh, like my family members, uh, Jacquez Rogers, uh, James Rogers. Yeah, from Oregon State. Of, um, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, okay. like that was, like, that was okay. like a whole Little League team. And it was like a oh, whole wow. Little League team full of like a lot of relatives. And, okay. Uh, so, God, hey, let me tell you this, Dwayne. I don't want to cut you off, but when we talk about Rosenberg, Terry, I saw, I think his name was Derek Griffin. Yeah, um, another cousin. Single A. That, that man yeah. single-handedly won the state championship. He beat Kimball by himself. I watched it with my own two eyes yeah. at the state tournament. And I think the game before that, he played Sean Robinson uh, yeah. from Arlington was, Heights, maybe? Yeah. Anyways, I yeah. was I was at that tournament, and that dude put on a display. But anyways, we don't have to go rabbit trail into that. <laughs> no, that's but what it's like. I so know exactly like the area people, you're talking about. So it's like when people start understanding, like, where I come from before I got moved into, like, the Houston narrative. Like, oh, so that's where, like, he really he's really like that. And it's like, no, nah, like. Right, But it was right, just yes. the thing, just, like, coming from that smaller <laughs> area, you know, like, I was born in Houston, but mom moved us, you know, like, with family and stuff like that. Um, yeah. But then going back out to the bigger pond, it was like it was all the bigger schools. So it was like you really had to show that. And so that right. thing, it was like I was always I was like I would tell people it's like well, I was never the strongest, never the fastest, never the most athletic on the field. Not a, never not one game. But then my coach always told me it was like you know like the, the schools that's coming to see these other teams like the moment that you put them on film. They're going to recognize and ask who you are. And so every game, right. I literally use that from high school, even to college, all the way in my professional career. So I never cared yeah. uh, about the team. It was like, so, like, you always hear in film, like, who's the go-to guy? And it's like, okay, well, if right. you're on my checklist, like, that, that's <laughs> right. it. It's like, I just start making <laughs> yeah. checklists. And I, I learned that from, like, a college uh, teammate, uh, my 
my friend, uh, frat brother Cavell Gordon and things like that, a bigger brother of mine. And it's like, he had a checklist. So it's like, just learn to, man, start putting people in the checklist. It's like, I, I'm mm, not yeah. going to be concerned with it too much more. But, uh, yeah. So just coming up like that, it was just a, a perseverance. Um, and then just knowing like a lot of my loved ones was like always around me. Um, and I would always pray to them like, uh, before the games, like people would always see me kneel. And then I just start seeing more and more people uh, just doing it, yeah. but just actually showing that um, because it was like it wasn't easy. Like always, like yeah. going into a season or being in my uh, off season and losing someone, uh, whether it be my mom, mm. my sister, uh, my cousin, my uncle, um, friends, like uh, close close friends and relatives. And it's like for my nine years going into ten years, like it's literally happened every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Uh, and, and I've came across a lot of people, um, and they just see like that's that's just the way that I play. I use that yeah. those those trials and tribulations to hit stick the way that I do. Because at the end of the day, yeah. you know, like yeah. outside of uh, some of these um, uh, things that we're given, you know, to exert our energy, uh, you know, people out here down bad, and they, they don't have you know ways to you know express themselves. And I just look my all these years. That's been my way to express myself, like my whole life. Yeah. Like, Mm. Absolutely. Man, one thing I think, um, like listening to you and, you know, everyone faces adversity, as Trey says, but I think one of the things that help people navigate adversity is purpose. Um, Mm -hmm. And it sounds like, man, I would just love to know, like, what's kind of your purpose that drives you? Because everybody in life, they have different circumstances. And let's if we're just being honest, well, we always won't be on this podcast. Life can knock you down and a lot of people don't get back up and listening Mm -hmm. to all the stuff you face. Like, what is the purpose that you've been chasing after or what have you discovered about your purpose that's kind of ignited that fire? Mm. I mean, because it's like, dang. Like, at first it was like, you know, like, um, a lot of people, like, you know, once you make it, you want to give back to, like, your own parents, like, your, your grandparents. So, it was right, like, yeah. I lost I lost my grandma, you know, like. Um, yeah. So, I was like, I was never in that position to put grandma in the place. I lost my mom, so I was never in a position to put moms in a place. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, through like becoming like a young um, parent, you know, through those trials and tribulations, like from 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 the moment that I became a parent, like I always understood, like, well, I'm going to put my kids in a position that I was never in, you know, yeah. make sure like whether I'm here or not, like they'll be in a position, you know, to walk into college, you know, and, and be able to go to any college that they want to. You know, unlike mm-hmm. um, most men or, or in America, like some some of them, some don't focus on that. And it's like, you know, leaving a legacy. And it's like I would think about, you know, family wealth and things like that. Like my last name. Like, All right. So, yeah, like, uh, like my last name, your last name. So you'll be able to get back to your child. And then I start thinking right. about like the mental things that was going on, like um, trials and tribulations, like with my own family, uh, depression and things like that. That wasn't. Yeah things that, that they weren't like being spoken on and things like that. And just knowing like from the time that I left home in 2008 and it's 2021, like all the trials, yeah. like things that I faced myself and have to, you know, like at the end of times, like, you know, lean on others, you know, seek out help and like lean on God. It's like, it helped me to understand like, you know, mental health and like, so it's like something I started stepping into myself just so I can understand like, that'd be my way to literally um, give back. Um, so mm. much more than it was ever given or taught to me. Because, like, I was baptized in 2018. Um, and, mm. 
my pastor, um, he literally told me, uh, Pastor Barr, Robert Barr, he, like when I came out the water, he was in my ear and he literally said, son, you're going to be able to touch a thousand more people mm. in the now in a way that you never did in football, on the mm-hmm. football field. And it was like, it gave me chills and it still does because it's like, yeah. since then I've still seen it like, you know, come, come to pass. And it's because of like certain yeah. steps that I've taken, you know, just because it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, it's not about me. Um, I haven't made it to one NFL camp, like seeing one NFL, like training facility, basically. But it's like, um, <laughs> right. everybody asks me, it's like, man, like you're in the NFL, you're in the league. It's like, you live like an NFL like player. And it's like, because it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, I didn't need that to be like my life or my league. Like I made this, mm. what I'm living mm. right now, like my reality at the end of the day. That's awesome. And, um, <laughs> So that I mean that's uh, that's what I do. Just make the most of it. Uh, learn to make the yeah. most of it. Um, Man. Just with a lot of relentlessness, um, honestly, um, and perseverance. Yeah, it, it sounds too like you've you found this way when you were talking about being baptized. I was reminded of a scripture where it talks mm-hmm. about those who build their foundation on the sand wither away, but those who build their foundation on the rock can survive pretty much any storm known to man now i just totally paraphrased that that verse but the bottom line is is those who have something that they're grounded in and standing on they can make it through anything and that that's kind of when i'm listening to you talk like you've really found a way to like put your life your foundation on a rock something Mm -hmm. that's solid something that means something so that when those times hit you're able to persevere like you said through it and make it out on the other side a better man i'm gonna kind of bring it down just a little bit or bring it back up a little bit and then we'll go back deep again um um i only have one more question after this so b holmes you can hit hit him with something but i just want to know this you kind of maybe already answered it but i want to just make sure we always like to ask our guests so mm-hmm. there is a there is a statistic, well-known statistic, and a lot of high school coaches use it when they're talking to parents and their athletes. And only 7% of high school athletes go on to, to, to play at the collegiate level. What I like to ask, you were in that 7%. Was there a moment, whether it was when you were a kid, whether it was when you were in high school, where whether it was on the field, off the field, where you knew – I'm in that 7%, whether it was like this moment of validation that confirmed, like, I am going to be a collegiate athlete one day. So I would really say like, uh, in high school, like I was going through so much in high school to where, uh, literally, um, my coach, he still remembers, like, I honestly wasn't going to be there anymore. Um, you know, with things that were going on in home at the, uh, basically in the house, uh, with my mom's and, um, in-house um basically and still having to get up and go to school uh but it was a moment uh i I remember i had got a concussion uh my sophomore year and at the end of the day i was in the hospital bed and people didn't understand like why i was so like upset like with my Mm. life because i was like man at the end of the day like i'm in the hospital bed and my mom my like my mom not here like my family not here and then again, my senior year, um, I got hit by a car uh, going 70 miles oh. per hour. It hit me in my hip, mm. drug me. Um, basically, uh, the nurse told me that I broke my knee, my hip, my pelvis. And then another nurse walked mm. in and said mm. that I wasn't going to walk again. And at that time, again, like, you know, I, nobody in my family was there. 
Mm. And growing up in those circumstances, coming from Texas and like being my, my family was right there so, or supposed to be there and never like really being there. Like I knew it was like, man, this right here is the reason why I'm leaving. Mm. Mm. And um, so when my mom did show up that next day, um, I, I didn't give her my reasonings. Uh, but I told her, like, just come get me. Like basically, like, you know, like they give me Tylenol or whatever. But then they like I knew like she should have been there at that from it happening yeah. um but i got back to high school and they weren't able to work with me because i i wasn't discharged from the uh, hospital so my coach told me he wasn't gonna be able to let me play until i showed that i was basically able to shoot, suit up again so for three weeks straight like i was in the um, pool just doing the training that i do still to this day uh, rehabbing my legs and everything like that um yeah and basically just got back to running got back to moving and um so mm. for my birthday i came back October 27th and like literally told my coach like look I can move like showed him and everything like that mm. and um from that moment then I knew it was like yeah I'm out of here because everything that everybody <laughs> saw everything that everybody saw of me then like I came back like after getting hit by a car like every time that I ran was right. faster everything that I did was wow. so much stronger like and it was like yeah it's nothing that like, I didn't even go to like I didn't listen to doctors anymore I didn't listen to trainers anymore I didn't let them like honestly help me anymore because I literally told them like you know I was a kid and y'all are paid physicians basically doc and y'all told me that I broke my knee my hip my pelvis and you had another person come in mm. and tell me that I wasn't going to walk again and I moved my feet right then mm. and there. And I mm. literally came back three weeks yeah. later. And I'm going to college, like, with the football, track, and academic scholarship. Mm. So it's like, y'all aren't wow. – I can't listen to y'all anymore. Hey, talk about that real quick. So you you had a three-part scholarship? Yeah, three-part scholarship. I was about to say, that is rare. <laughs> so what, mm. what was that? Um, so, so, yeah, uh, basically uh, just graduating um, in the percentage, top percentage uh, in high school uh, that I was. yeah. Uh, that got me uh, an academic scholarship um, that they agreed to. Um, but, I mean, basically going there, it's almost anybody basically can get it. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it was a scholarship for me um, just for my grades. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Just staying on top of them. Um, and then the, track, yeah, then the track scholarship as well. Um, I was able to um, get that along with my um, brother uh, because, I mean, that – my brother, honestly, like he was blazing, blazing fast. Like he was qualified for Olympic <laughs> AMP standards uh, for indoor and outdoors. Mm. Uh, oh, wow. And that was his thing. So it was like, um, but yeah, mm -hmm. so it was like those things. Like I went there and it was like, but then going to college and them not, not having that guidance and anyone telling you like how you needed to be in school. Cause they don't, they, they, they don't program you right. for that when you get to college. It's like you get to college and like, if you are that athlete, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to be able to be in class. And they don't tell you that. <laughs> right. It happens mm -hmm. in high school as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Because reason being is because you being that premier athlete, you're going to bring notice to the school. So guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to, you're going to get pulled out of class. You're going to have to go sit down yeah. for an interview, go talk with mm -hmm. deans, yes. talk with high school students, talk with other, you know, it, it brings right. stuff to the school. And it's like, then um basically like when that affects your grades you know like it's like you're kind of pushed to the side and the next person moved in and then it's like you know you have to sit back and wonder like as an athlete like man what the hell just happened to me? like because when yeah. i was doing it i'll tell you what 
No, I'm listening. I was gonna say our young listeners right now, our young listeners, that like y'all run that back and listen to what this man is saying. Like he is giving yeah. you some free knowledge free of someone who's walked through it. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I mean no, I, I just wanted to make sure that I mean it's it's because, golden what you're saying right now. Yeah. Because what most don't understand is like um as far as your freshman and sophomore year, those grades and that GPA, it does not matter. Cause you're still gonna be eligible mm. to play. But your junior year, when your GPA matters, you're going to be ineligible. And then that's when the whole, like, <laughs> oh, student, you know, like they're going to mm. put you in your 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 class for tutoring and everything right. like that. It's like, but I don't need class for tutoring if right. you just let me stay in class. Like, you know, like understanding that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. honestly, you yeah. let me stay in class. But it's like when it's beneficial to you, you know, like, you know, like you're going to make me in, yeah. stay along the path that's, you know, getting you money the absolutely. school money because it's just like what's going on with a lot of absolutely. athletes they didn't understand it's like you know like hey man like i'm a human being and my name is what was bringing these fans to this school to watch what we're doing in football right. not they don't care who you are but they care about what i'm doing <laughs> right. on the football yeah. field yeah they're paying they're paying mm, x exactly. amount of money to see what i'm doing on the football field even if our team isn't good i might just be yeah. the person that and so it's like once right. I start realizing that, it, it put me in this position like, dang, like y'all really like screwed us as athletes. Mm. Yeah. And as I, human beings. I think beings, it's just realizing. Because yeah, it was no, like, I'm saying, hate to cut you off. I think it's. Oh, my bad. No, Go ahead, Dwayne. No, no, You're you way was, more. No, no, you got better stuff to say. No, I was, no, no. I was saying that I think it's some people don't, don't realize um, the business side of college sports. Um, like, you know, you play football, I ran track, so it's completely mm -hmm. different worlds. But like, I, I, I can attest to that where you're going in, you're like, I remember running indoor and outdoor and I'm missing class three, four days out of the week because I'm at a where to meet and the meets last two, three days. And no one's explaining, mm -hmm. you know, when you go to conference, conference is a week long meet. And you, you know, you're, and then, you know, you have your practice scheduled and you have your rehab scheduled and you got to get all that in. And so I think that's super informative where, especially our young listeners and understanding, it's not always glitz and glamor mm -hmm. when you get that scholarship and you get to go to the next level. It's, it becomes, and I realized really fast, even as a track athlete, it's business first. Like there is no student athlete, like this is mm -hmm. business, but I still got to handle my business as the student as to make sure student. I can still play, take a part of the business, mm -hmm. right? Cause it's, and that's when well, you kind of get into that, man, I got to get in and get out. I got to get in and get out. If I can get in mm -hmm. my freshman year and, and, and like blossom and explode and get noticed my sophomore year, it's like, I can get out of here and not even have to worry about that. And it was like some people, I mean, like they basically mm. try to focus on it. And that's why it's like, you know, for the past, I would say for the past four or five years, you've probably been seeing that. Like a lot of the one, two year yeah. um, studs, like they've been, they've been booking and getting out of there in, in, in a lot of the sports. And it's because like they starting to see like that business aspect is like, man, if I can get my name out there and get a buzz on my name, now I can start gaining these endorsements. I just have to, you know, network with the right person. And that's what college taught me network. I didn't finish college. It's like the mm. fact that I did join uh, the frater my fraternity, it was like, it, it installed networking in, mm. in me. And then when I did become professional, like the networking aspect of so much things that I have done um, has put me in the, mm. the position um, that I am um, in now uh, when it comes to still yeah. like going into my 10th year as professional. Um, and it's like, man, some people don't even have a 10 month job or 
10 week job or you know right yeah. or 10 year job five year job so it's 10 like day, man, yeah. Like, yeah 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 and so it's like man you know like my mom isn't here like to uh for me to like you know tell that to her grandma is like man you know i've had my career for like like going on 10 years um and been able to provide wow. for my kids and um without asking them wanting for anything and it's like no i didn't make it to the nfl like at all mm. but it's mm. like i, I made well, this i made it this that yeah. So, uh, B. Holmes, do you? I want to get to our last question so we have time. I want him to have plenty of time yeah. to answer it because I no, think go he's going to have some great stuff to say. Uh, before I ask this last one, uh, Dwayne, I, I got to tell you, when you were talking about getting hit by a car, for some reason, I got, I was reminded, you could see behind me, those of you watching, I'm a, I'm a Razorback. Okay. And so, Coach Nolan Richardson used to have a saying, the, the legendary basketball coach, he used to say, if you ever see me and a bear in a fight, you better help that derm bear you know so i was thinking if you see if you see a vehicle and Dwayne going head to head you better help that vehicle and i'm thinking about these dudes yeah i'm thinking about these dudes no wonder he's mr hips hit stick i mean the man got hit by a car car. bro like like he ain't worried about a uh, you know he's about to be laying some people people. it's like man the hit stick like they did that to me it was like the like um right. three years. but it's crazy because like my first three years in the league like i wasn't known for hitting them like literally like, i was just a ball hog like yeah. i was in the air and then um like yeah what yeah, was it? yeah. My, by my fifth year um i think uh going to sioux city like i was um uh, i didn't i was i was on a team with veterans so it was like i wasn't like a starter so i literally was just in a position to hit to hit i was yeah just, yeah they just they just let me go on special teams and then sub me in the game and it was like crawl it was to me it was crowd control so i was like man all right i'll give y'all something yeah i'll give y'all i'll give y'all something to yeah. right, right. you don't you don't want to start me yeah. you don't want to start me i was like the league is gonna know me like like y'all are gonna know this was right, the wrong right. thing to do like you shouldn't have did this to me right. it was like man i felt inside of me it's like i'm a starter at the end of the day like you know I, i'm knowledgeable right, yes. like i bring a lot more to the game than just crowd control and just like for a spurt um and mm. so but at the end of the day it worked in my favor Absolutely. yeah for sure all right well let's switch gears so kind of closing this thing out we like to get off the field which honestly we appreciate you speaking to things off the field man. all throughout this interview man i think people really got to see the depth and core of who you are uh, people who may not have known who you were prior to this interview at least on our the, the following that we're building but and then maybe even the people who do know you got to see a, a, a different side. Yeah. So what's something off the field that you're passionate about or, or, or um, you know, a is cause. personal to you, whether yeah. it's a cause, whether it's something you want to promote. I mean, I do want to say, listeners, this man does have his own action figures. Like, yeah. like <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to get on that level one day. But yeah. whether it's something like that that you want to promote, whether it's something personal that, that you just want to raise awareness to, like, is there anything like that that you just – you know, you got the open mic, like speak on it. Uh, yes, sir. Um, so first and foremost, um, big shout out to um, Next Level Athlete, um, my agent over there, um, John P. Um, and then Nation's Best, like definitely been supporting me throughout the years, um, five plus years. Um, action figure mm. guy, um, my man, Brandon Faye, yeah. like he always going to hold me down no matter what. And like that networking thing has just, you know, put my career, you know, in just such a a positive like light and just gave me more mm-hmm. um i guess you can say just uh solitude like in that mm. and mm. um 
definitely when it comes to just like, you know, a lot of the mental health awareness, a lot of us like go through mm. like in this game and other games in life. Because uh, it was like, you know, at, at 28, I started looking at, I started looking back on my life and realized like a lot of things that was normal to me is not normal in life, you know, uh, mm. and my outlook in life just because of my upbringing was so, it was wrong, like, at the end of the day. And it wasn't that uh, I was wrong for thinking that. It was just understanding, like, man, you know, I was dealt a uh, bad, bad, bad hand, you know, um, like like a lot of people. But I was in, I'm definitely mm. in a position, uh, like, you know, a lot of people to show uh, with my trials and tribulations, you know, like you can still go forward and, and change that narrative not only for yourself, but for the next generation up. Cause there's going to be so many people that relate to your story and what you're going through and mm, your steps. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's yeah. going to be able to walk your same steps, but they're going to relate to it and it's going to touch Absolutely. home for them. So like something in you, you know, in your walk might spark them, you know, instead of turning the, uh, the wrong way, you know, take that step in the right way. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, like, so even with the mental health, you know, a lot of cancers going on, um, with a lot of people, um, breast cancer, lung cancer, like, um, mm. but it, it, it's just awareness like that, um, things like that, man. Yeah. Uh, definitely for myself, for my own family, um, my grandpa, uh, you know, he has just lung cancer. Um, and just, like I said, understanding, like, just wanting to control, uh, be, be, be upfront with myself, uh, with my mental aspect and, and just knowing that, you know, it's going to be times where I'm going to be put back in the pit and now, that I know and have the tools that I need, you know, to handle those situations. I'll be, uh, I feel like I'll be in better, um, you know, mental place, you know, to mm. not, you know, mm-hmm. take or, or look at things in the wrong light or even take yeah. altercations or even, you know, conversations in the wrong um, light. You know, yeah. Just to be that, that, that role model and that mentor and leader that um, is needed in certain places. Um, Cause I even realized Absolutely. since I left home from Texas, that it, it is in the state that I have, that I haven't went to that I haven't, you know, made the the headlines for, um, and that's for you know, like just for my career, and uh, that's football yeah. related, and um, just yeah. knowing like that's a positive presence, and um, so with being that, you know, I just gotta keep stepping and uh, making sure, like you know, like that that's the purpose, like if that's what God got me here doing, you know, like just take it head on, you know, and just keep, uh, yeah, you know, filling myself with the tools that you know He giving me, and you know I'm receiving you know just to get that back out to you know the younger generation and people coming up that's going to be because basically it's going to be a lot different like come these next five uh 10 years you know with sports uh what's going on yeah Um, Yeah. so it's just putting them in a position to do it better than we did it before us because like that's why i stay in the arena because like i'm still able to do 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 my sean taylor diligence uh without really getting (laughs) too much or Right, right. So, so that's what I love about that. Man, well, hey, we appreciate your time today, Dwayne. Do you want to hit everybody with your socials real quick, like where they could find you? you? Uh, Yeah, man. Um, We'll put it on the screen, too, but if they're just listening. Sorry, go ahead. uh, I think uh, my Twitter should be uh, HybridDB7. and then uh, just my Facebook is going to be just Dwayne Archery. Uh, I'm going to have the Instagram, um, the Archery Official. And then, uh, yeah, I said my Twitter already, right? I think that's, 
Yeah, you got yeah, the, the hybrid. So hybrid DB. Yeah. Yeah. Hybrid DB seven. Yeah. So hey, yep. look, mm -hmm. everyone watching, please hit subscribe right yes. now. Um, especially if you enjoyed this, leave some comments. Let us know what you took away from this. 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 I mean, I'm not even going to call it an interview. This conversation. Just, yeah, my YouTube just as well. Talking about real right. life. Hit it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Drop your YouTube. YouTube. And that's just uh, just regular Dwayne Archer, Dwayne Ballhawk Archer. Okay. Yeah. But much appreciated. All right. Thank y'all again for the, the opportunity and the happy holidays for oh, yeah. everybody. And Salon of Liberty, you know, we're definitely going to be trying to come. Get, I, mean, I I shouldn't even say trying to, like, be bringing this championship back home because uh, that, that was my original franchise. Uh, and, like, I told them, it was like, man, just winning my last, uh, three championships this year and just knowing that, I played this game long enough, and I've seen I played against champions. And I'm now I am a champion, and yeah, uh, yeah. I know what it takes to bring this championship. And then with everything that's really like just going on, I just really think that we're in a position to really take this with no questions asked. Um, and yeah, a lot yeah. of things that I speak on, like they come to existence. So it's like God, God behind me and beside me and in front of me. So it's like the shield is there. So. I don't Absolutely. think they want to be Let's in. A, I don't think they want to be in place. <laughs> but I mean, at the end, yeah. it, is like, it is what it is. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. B Holmes, you got anything? Man, no, I just want to say thank you, man. Hey, you just motivated me to go to the gym because I'm like, if Dwayne can get hit by a car moving at 70 miles an hour, I have no excuse to yeah, put I mean, down I was, this Xbox I was a controller. Kid. I, was, I was a kid. I was a kid at 16. Yeah. Remember, it was what October, October 3rd, 2008, wow. man. Like, they said I'd never walk again. And here I am, 20, wow, 20, 2021, going into my uh, 10th year as a professional athlete, man. So, Amen. It's like, that's, that's a, all that's word of God, God, man. That's why I, so I can't yeah, listen absolutely. to word of man. I have to listen to the word of God, man, honestly. Absolutely. Amen. Well, on that note, we're signing off. Everybody, we appreciate you listening or watching. Yes, Remember, you can find us at Blue Blood CGT on all social media platforms. Yes, we're man. also on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Spotify. Just type in Blue Bloods and you'll find us. We're the first ones. Give us a rating. Y'all know the drill. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate it. College football. I love March Madness.